This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit cincyjourney.org. Joe Merrick, I'm the lead pastor here at Journey, and uh, we're thrilled to have all of you this morning, especially our kids with us this morning. We want to do two things. We want to make sure that they feel welcome, and also we want to say thank you uh, to all the teachers who spend so many Sunday mornings uh, investing in our kids, uh, teaching them about God's love, about uh, what God wants for their lives, and being an adult in their life who uh, just cares for them. So would you just join me in thanking our teachers with just some... Thank you. And and I want to invite the kids uh, to come up here. We got uh, just a special time that we want to talk just to you this morning. So if you come up here, meet me on these steps. All right. How is everybody this morning? Who started school this week? Are we going to give thumbs up to starting school or thumbs down? A a, a case, I don't know what that is. That's right in between. The right in, okay, that's the answer. All right, all right. So, well, hey, we are so uh, happy that you guys are here with us. We want you to know uh, that this is a place for you. And uh, we, we care so much about you guys. So we are the adults. We have been working uh, through this series called Getting Pasture Past, things that are behind us, uh, but it kind of hold us back. And last week, we talked about labels, um, about things that maybe we think about ourselves or other people think about us and how that kind of holds us back. This week, we're going to talk about like when we're wronged and, and forgiving people. And so uh, I have a little illustration that I need some help with. Does anybody, <laughs> does anybody play baseball or softball? Yeah? You're going to come in? Let's see. Uh, let's see. We need a, a couple of helpers here. I, I got a wiffle ball. Let's, who wants to take, oh, I need to see some swings here. Anybody want to take a swing? Avery, you want to take a swing? All right, let's make sure we step way over here. <laughs> let's see it. Let's see a good... Whoa. <laughs> the first row just died. That was a big swing. I, I need a little bit less of a swing. Anybody got a little less of a swing? You, you want to go for one? Get, show me a nice, easy swing. Make sure, yeah, we're way over here. Ooh, a lefty. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. You, you want to swing too? Got to step all the way over there. Yeah. Cast and everything. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. So one more. Let's see. Anybody else? Case doesn't want to do it. You want? Noah, come on. Right over here, buddy. Right over here. Yeah, there we go. All right, all right. So now, um, can you remind me your name? Uh, Tristan. Tristan. All right, can you take that? Can you stand right up there? Now, full disclosure, I have no idea how this is going to go. 
Um, but I remember wiffle balls being softer. So heads up, okay? You've been warned. You all signed uh, a clause before you came in about, I, I don't know. All right, so this is what I need you to do. I need this ball to go all the way over all those people, back to the back wall, okay? All right. Without, yeah, no grounders. No grounders. <laughs> we got some people moving already. I like it. Whoa! I saw my life flash before my eyes. Whoa! All right, one more, one more. All right, we, we need one more try. Who, who wants to try? Case, you, you want to go one time? I got four. That's all I got. All right, Case, you need a... How, don't st- are you far enough away from that microphone? Oh, boy. Here we go. All right, that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. Okay, we can set this down. Afterwards, afterwards. Okay, so, guys, this is why we did this this morning. First, it was fun, and church should be fun. But also, um, you know, uh, Jesus tells a story that doesn't go exactly like this, but I want to kind of use it as an analogy to, to share. So imagine this. All right, you're playing baseball with that big blue bat, and let's see, um, you throw the ball to Case with that, and he hits it just like he did, and it sails all the way out of your yard into your neighbor's yard through their great big glass window. Through the window into the brand new big screen TV that our neighbors just got. What do you say? Is that good or bad? That's bad, right? That's a that's a uh oh situation. So you go up to the you go up to the door, you go up to the door, and then you ring the doorbell, and yeah. Can, who can give me like a really sad, like, I just did something bad, look, yeah, yeah, you got one? Yeah, that you look kind of like that, right? And the neighbor opens the door and he walks into the house and he, he, he can't believe the, the window's broken, the TV's broken, and, and you know, he's upset because all this stuff just happened, but he says, you know what, I know you didn't mean to do it, and I know it was an accident. I forgive you, um, you don't owe me anything, right? Because that's really, in that situation, probably what we should do is what? We should try and, and fix the window and replace the TV and, I don't know, do chores for a month, maybe longer, probably longer. Um, but so he says, you know what? You don't owe me anything. I, I forgive you. You don't owe me anything. And so, uh, again, so we're talking about forgiveness. So then Case walks out. And he goes and he picks up his bat, or, or I'm sorry, so who, somebody picks up his bat, and the bat's broken, right? Um, and so, but now Case, even though he just got 
forgiven for breaking all of the stuff. He's mad, and he wants somebody to replace his bat that broke, that hit the ball all the way through the, um, through the window and the door and all of that. And so uh, uh, what that story is about is how um, it's forgiveness when we receive it, when somebody gives us forgiveness, it's something we should share with other people. We should share the forgiveness that comes to us with others. Because uh, that's one of the things when we open up the Bible that it teaches us. That um, it talks about forgiveness and it talks again and again about how Jesus forgave us. And so we should do what to other people? Forgive them. All right. Good job. All right. Thank you, guys. You can go back to your seats this morning. Well, I can't tell you how, 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 how glad, glad I am that nobody uh, any bones or uh, glasses or anything else like that. Like I said, I did not know how that was going to go, and that was quite a swing case. Okay, uh, well, uh, again, we are in the midst of our series in, in the second week uh, entitled Getting Past our past, getting past our past, things that, that hold us back so many times, act like anchors uh, that have happened in our past, and then we can't move forward in life. And God wants us to move forward with freedom and love and grace and all the things he has bestowed on us. And last week, we talked about some of the things that hold us back like anchors. We talked about labels. We talked about uh, things that maybe we uh, label ourselves with, things that we label other people with, and how those hold on to us, and how uh, God's labels for us that we are loved, forgiven, valued, those are so much more important than any label we get from uh, ourselves, from other people. Something else that holds us back is when we've been wronged. Uh, when we've been wronged, and, and God has an answer for that. He wants us to forgive. Uh, this morning, we've already talked about uh, one of Jesus' main teachings here uh, on uh, Matthew, um, Matthew 18. I f- that was the other thing I forgot to do. I was going to read this with the kids. I'll read it here now. Uh, Matthew chapter 18. This is verses 23 through 33. This is uh, Jesus' story uh, that he shares. The kingdom of God is like a king who decided to square accounts with his servants. And as he got underway, one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt of $100,000. And he couldn't pay up. And so the king ordered the man along with his wife and his children and his goods to be auctioned off at the slave market. The poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet, and he begged, Give me a chance. Give me a chance, and and I'll pay it all back. And touched by the plea, the king let him off. He erased the debt. The The servant was no sooner out of the room when he came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him ten bucks. And he seized him by the throat. And he said, pay up now, I need that money. The poor wretch threw himself down and begged, give me a chance, I'll pay it all back. But he wouldn't do it. 
And he had him arrested and put in jail until the debt was paid. And when the other servants saw this going on, they were outraged and they brought a detailed report to the king. The king summoned the man and said, you evil servant, I forgave your entire debt when you begged me for mercy. Shouldn't you be compelled to be merciful to your fellow servant who asked you for mercy? That was Jesus' story. That comes in Matthew chapter 18. And Matthew chapter 18 is this famous part of the Bible where uh, Jesus is telling all of his disciples, his uh, followers, here are the expectations of the kingdom of God. Here are the expectations uh, I have if you're going to be my people. The kids this morning, they know what this is like. They started school this week, they went into a new classroom, new teachers, and those teachers clearly said, hey, these are the expectations for my classrooms. This is how we're going to behave, these are the things we're going to do, this is going to kind of be how the day goes. They were really clear, and Jesus is doing the same thing here in Matthew chapter 18, and he talks about all kinds of stuff. He talks about uh, how his disciples are to be humble in the first five or six verses of 18. He says, uh, uh, he warns them about temptations, how that's going to come, temptation to stray away from who God wants them to be and how we have to resist that. And he talks about how to do that. He talks about the importance, the importance of every single person, the importance uh, of sharing God's love and grace with those who don't know uh, God's love and grace yet. And so he talks about the importance of all people. He tells his disciples, those around him, how to handle situations where somebody wrongs them. And then, after all that kind of teaching, Peter raises his hand. Peter raises his hand, and you have to guess maybe he had a picture, a scenario of something in his mind. And he said, so Jesus, I know that we're to be forgiving people. I know I'm supposed to forgive someone. I know you've, uh, God forgave us. How, what, how are we supposed to do this? How many times exactly? I need a number. How many times exactly am I to forgive someone? And Jesus looks at Peter, who had already kind of given some suggestions. Seven? You know, that's a good number. That's a lot. Jesus says, 70 times seven. Now, imagine you don't have a, a phone that you can get out and calculate that, so you've got to get out the abacus, right? And you're moving the beads around. I don't know how long that takes. I'm guessing it takes a long time. But that's not the point, right? Jesus says, essentially, forgive them when they need it, as often as they need it. And then Jesus launches into the story. The story that we just read this morning about the servant who was forgiven this incredible debt, but then turned around and didn't share that forgiveness with others. Imagine the the scene just for a moment in your mind. Uh, You know that feeling in the pit of your stomach when you get called into your boss's office and things haven't been going very well? 
Uh, maybe numbers are down, maybe uh, production hasn't been going as well as you know it should be, and so you, you know this isn't going to be a good conversation. That's how the servant felt when he goes into uh, the king's throne room and maybe magnify that feeling by a hundred Because this isn't just his job uh, that he is talking about. This isn't just about his performance. His life is on the line and he knows it. Then they bring out the books. The the feeling goes a little further down because you know uh, there's no way that the, the amount, the debt that you have to the king is so large. There's no way they're going to miss it. King and some of his advisors, they start talking, well, maybe we should make an example out of him. You know, I guess we could, we could, uh, we could sell uh, his, his wife and his kids. We could put them into slavery, get some of the money back there. We could take all of his possessions and, and we could sell his house and all of his, his, his belongings. And maybe we could get at least a piece, a portion of the money. You kind of overhear this, and the servant, he just falls on his knees, and he starts begging the king, not because he really thinks it's going to make a difference, but because he just doesn't know what else to do, and the king stops, he stops the conversation. Mid-sentence, they're talking about, how are we going to get some of this money back? How are we going to make an example of him? Mid-sentence, he stops, he walks across the room, he picks up a pen, he goes over to the books, and he just puts a line right through his name, like he owes nothing. He says, you don't owe me anything anymore. Your debts are forgiven. They're not there. Servant smiles, the pit of his stomach starts to feel a little better, the anxiety kind of lifts off a little bit, and he turns and he skips out of the throne room. And while the pit in his stomach is gone, the newfound forgiveness he received didn't make it to his heart. Didn't make it all the way to his heart because he sees a friend who owes him just a little bit of money, just a little bit. And he turns on him and he demands the full sum. And when he can't pay, he says, you know what? I'm going to put you in jail. Here's what we learn from the story. The servant, the servant who was forgiven this, this great vast sum, didn't really accept the forgiveness. He didn't really accept the forgiveness. He avoided the consequences. He, he got that part right. He, he avoided the consequences for a moment, but he still felt that he was on the hook. He still felt that at some point in the future, the king was going to say, hey, I was just kidding about that. You're not really forgiven, and so he's going to have to pay the debt. And he's just had this brush with the king, this brush with death. And so he sees a friend who owes him just a little bit of money, and all he is thinking about is, i got to get some of that money so I can make my way to making it whole again with the king. So he demands all the money when his friend can't pay throws him in jail. Or let me put it this way. In kind of our world, you go to the lottery, 
You buy a ticket, you win the $10 million jackpot, and you're there at the press conference, they got that, that great big ridiculous check, right, that, that is like this large, and, and they're, they're handing it to you, and all of, there's so many friends around, and out of the corner of your eye, you see a friend that you went to lunch last week with who forgot his wallet, and he owes you 20 bucks. And you set down the $10 million check, and you say, hold on one second, and you walk over with your hand extended, hey, can you pay me that 20 bucks? You can't imagine it, right? That's the picture Jesus is trying to uh, get in the minds of his disciples, in the minds of people who uh, were hearing him that day. What he's telling us in the story, what he's telling us in the story is this, is you can't really receive forgiveness and then not share it with others. You can't really have received God's forgiveness and then not turn around and share it with other people. Or to put it more simply, forgiven people Forgive people. Forgiven people forgive people. You can't help it. It happens naturally. It flows out of the forgiveness you have received. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 says it so clearly. It says, forgive. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. In fact, this week, uh, one of the things I just want to encourage you to do is to uh, get out your phone and to Google Bible verses and forgiveness. And you're going to get a long, long list. I mean, there are a lot of verses about forgiveness. But just kind of scroll through them. Scroll through them and, and see this theme come up again and again, and again. That we're to forgive because Jesus forgave us. That we forgive out of the forgiveness that Jesus gave us. That we are to follow his example. If we're going to get past our past, we have to be forgiving people. And so let me describe just in one sentence what forgiveness means. Forgiveness means giving up our right to hurt someone who hurt us. Giving up our right to hurt someone who hurt us. Forgiveness doesn't mean we act as if nothing happened. It doesn't mean that we automatically go back to the way things were before. Forgiveness means we are willing to journey towards restitution. Oftentimes that means new boundaries. So how do we know if we are living as forgiven people? Here's just a few questions you could be asking yourself this week. Asking if uh, you're a forgiving person like uh, Jesus wants us to be. Is there somebody in your life you're avoiding? 
Are there people in your life that, you know, you're just, you're trying to kind of stay away from that, that just might be a lack of forgiveness? Are you easily offended these days? Got some sore spots in your life, in your heart. So many times those those sore spots and the healing that is needed comes from accepting forgiveness from giving forgiveness? you find yourself with a short fuse, getting frustrated? Are you continually aggravated? Again, signs that maybe there is work to do in forgiveness. That you need to spend time in prayer and in Scripture wrestling with your life and what Jesus says about forgiving people. This example he gives here in Matthew. Right? We're not supposed to be like the servant who was uh, given this great gift. He was forgiven this incredible amount. And then he turned around and he, he... he didn't really accept the forgiveness because he couldn't share it with other people. When we can't share forgiveness with others, it oftentimes means that we haven't really accepted God's forgiveness for ourselves. This morning, I want to spend some time praying for us as Daniel comes and um, prepares to play a last song. Lord God, we are so thankful for everyone in the room today, for the kids, for uh, the adults, and for God, you, for your presence being here as we think about getting past our past. As we think about things uh, that have happened in our life that uh, hold us back, they act like anchors, despite how deeply we want to move forward and we just can't, God, one of those is when we've been hurt by somebody else. We've been hurt by somebody else and you have an answer for us. You have an answer and that answer is forgiveness. That answer is forgiveness, and God, you tell us again and again, I I am not even sure uh, how to count how many times you tell us in Scripture, that we are to forgive. If for no other reason, and there are a lot of other good reasons to forgive, but we are to forgive for no other reason, if not because you forgave us. God, my prayer is I just, as I think about people in this room this morning, I think about families and work situations and dynamics between people, God. I pray that every person in this room, whether they're a student, whether they're a parent, an aunt, an uncle, whoever they are, that one of the marks on their life will be that they are a forgiving people. God, I pray that as we spend these last few moments of this time together, that we can all spend some time asking the questions. If I had a short fuse lately, is there somebody uh, I've been avoiding 
is there some forgiveness issues in me? Am I having a hard time really accepting that, God, you forgave me of all that I have done? And one of the ways that manifests itself in our life is that I am slow to forgive somebody else. God, help us to be first. Help us to be the first to forgive. Because, God, we know that is who you created us to be. Not to be walked on and uh, taken advantage of, God. There is justice to be served. God, we have to give up. We have to give up that uh, desire that we have deep in us, that just part of our human nature, that when somebody hurts us, we want to hurt them back. That's what you want us to get past. That's what you want us to uh, get beyond. And you want us to be forgiving people. Help us to do that today. In your name we pray.